Broadcasting Network. One, two, one, two. Welcome to Life Lessons with Jim Carolla and Ray Oldhofer. Podcasters. Um, all right, today we're today. Let me see. We're going to do two sessions today, so let's see what we have lined up. Um, one is going to do a little more about love. We could stay on love for whatever many years I have left. Um, Love's not a bad thing, Jim. No, um, but there's other things too. And you know, one thing I've been thinking about. Uh, in the world of psychology, what they're kind of doing a lot of uh, experimenting and studies are being done, and they're coming up with some new ideas about probably an an interesting subject for most people. Um, Willpower. Now, that that one's been kicked around for many years, and... um, and, but psychology is beginning to try to understand what is this thing called willpower? Where does it exist? Is it a, is it a biochemical part of it and so on? So we're going to later on maybe start it today. Um, but there's a lot of work that's being done by uh, uh, Dr. Baumheiser, uh, sorry, Baummeister, um, a, a German. Um, the Ger- the Germans seem to do a lot of trend setting in every field, don't they? Yeah, some good. Uh, yeah. yeah, particularly war. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> no, not talking not about war. that part. Okay. No, not that part. <laughs> okay. But a lot, a lot in the shrink department, you know, with the Freud and and I mean, and on and on. Yeah, well, of course, with Freud. Right. Was it Nietzsche or Nietzsche, how do you pronounce his name? Nietzsche. He was German too, right? Um, well, he he come from one of those little countries. Very clear. at that time. There at was, that time, it was Germany, which was most of the world, right? Um, 
and it was split <laughs> up into and split up into all different things. But the group that surrounded him and the work um, Freud, I think, was a German Jew, um, began, and, and there's been a lot of uh, a lot of good signs from Germany. I'm like a, I'm like a dumb German. <laughs> okay. Uh, there you go. <laughs> Thanks for agreeing, Jim. Okay. An American German, I think ah, that's yeah. what that's called. Uh, American of German descent. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm going to finish a little bit on love. I don't know if I'll take one. And then hopefully maybe start the beginning of, um, of willpower um, from the science of psychology, experimental psychology. Have you been just delving into this, or have you just seen a lot more work being done on this? Well, um, I mean, what got I, your I read, interest? Yeah, well, I I read a lot, and um, I I, um, I read the New York Times and the New York Book New York Book Review, and they're very up on what's the new material coming out. Did it make a lot of sense? Did you read some of his stuff then? Yeah, I've read some of his, and uh, just the beginning of it. I'll just do an introduction. But as I get into more of his stuff, we'll actually have material to work with on the things that he's discovered. Made some interesting discoveries. But we'll start with, oh, you know, one day I said, Ray, how are we doing with this smoking? I have, what's today's date? I have 60, I have two months, four days? Whoa. And you know what's good about this time, this go-around? I remember the date. Before, I wouldn't remember the date, but uh, now I know the date, July 5th. That's when I quit. Are uh, you still sticking yeah. with your whole uh, don't-need-to-be-around smokers, not liking the smell, that whole that whole game? Because you had said in a previous episode that in past iterations of you trying to quit, you'd you know ask people to sm- blow cigarette smoke on you and no, they'd I, stand uh, with the smoker. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not seeking it like that. I nice. mean, it, but it doesn't... It also doesn't repel me, though, so it doesn't have the... It's just, I'm okay with people who smoke. But you can tell when some... Like, hey, you just had a cigarette when they walk near mm-hmm. you or anything. How's that cigarette? You're super sensitive to it. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm not, I'm not inclined to go hang out with them and sit on the smoking patio and have them blow cigarettes at me, which, you know, I hate to say I've done in the past. No, 60... What's today's date? September 8th. 63 days. Wow. Did you hear that, podcasters? So Ray's a living example of this topic we're going to be talking about, uh, being able to um, have a, some self-control on a very difficult habit. Um, so we'll be consulting Ray and just how he's doing with that, too. But so far, 63 days. Hey, talking about smoking, I want, I want you guys and the audience um, I read what I thought was kind of a cute joke, and I read it to my wife, and she didn't think it was funny. So <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, I can't <laughs> believe it. But anyway, I'm going to put the vote to you guys now. Here, Gary and Ray, and for you podcasters in the world, who is right, Lynn or I? Anyway, here's the joke, and this is very apropos to Ray. There was a firing squad. <laughs> Right? Thanks, buddy. <laughs> wow. Firing squad. Now, that's not the part that's apropos to you. All right. Anyway, they were lined up, and the fellow was put against the wall. Can you just get the feeling of this cold morning? Uh, poor fellow. They, they put on his, um, his 
blinders, whatever you call that. Blindfold. Blindfold. And the, they were ready to go. The rifles were, the lieutenant was ready to go. And the rifles were being ready. And, um, and once somebody said, wait a minute. Remember the old idea that you have one cigarette yeah. Before last you, request last on a request. cigarette. Yeah. And the lieutenant said, yeah, you know, hold it. Put the rifles down. Let me go over. So I walked over to the guy against the wall. They got the blindfold and he lifted up. He said, you know, we have an old uh, ritual that we do. One cigarette before you die. And the fellow said, thanks a lot, lieutenant, but I'm trying to quit. Nobody liked that. <laughs> I thought it was cute. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just, just not ha ha funny, but nah, it's, nah, it's okay. It's ponderous. That's, that's pretty good. That joke died. Get it? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lynn, I think nah, you're going to nah, win nah, this. Nah, one. Nah, I still was... think it's cute. <laughs> he's he, he's going to quit. Oh, right. No okay. thanks. Did he say no thanks? I'm trying to quit. Um, something like that. I probably don't have the exact right words down. No thanks. I'm trying to quit. All right. You know, maybe if somebody else told it. I'm just yeah, kidding. That's right. <laughs> we have to get Adam to tell it. That, no. It was cute. It was cute. Okay. Um, all right. So let's finish up a little bit about some some um, elements that Buddhism wants to add to our love our love line. Hey, love line. That's an old one. Remember, yeah. remember that show, Love Line? Yeah. Well, I added to our our theme here. So, so according to Buddhism, there are four elements of what he calls true love. So let's see how we all stake in this area. The one, and that's called, in Sanskrit, mercury, but the way it would be in English would be more like a translated like a loving kindness, benevolence, bringing joy to our beloved person. The ability to... to um, Bring joy and happiness to the person you love. Because even in your intentions to love, your love might make the person suffer. Now, here's an interesting thing. So we're looking at the weight of love given to a person. What, as we both, of all our podcast audience and um, the three of us here, the love that we give, now, could be a husband, wife, could be anything, family, mother. Um, what's the weight of it? Is our intentions for joy louder? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Think about, I'm going to be, next time I speak to you guys, I'm going to be 80 years old. Uh, we'll have a birthday, I think, in between now. Um, do you, want a, do you want a cigarette? <laughs> <laughs> right. Anyway, one of the things about getting old is I'm running out of air. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Um, for the trumpet, I'm running out of air. I'm running out of air. I'm getting a stronger voice. <clears throat> so I've got to be aware of trying to uh, project more. Okay, how about the weight of love? Wait a minute, you were talking about like the ability to, to give love. That's what you were just yeah. saying. And then you were saying there's four four elements to it. This was the first element. First one's weight? No, no. Um, the first one is the capacity to give loving kindness and joy 
to the person that you love. So let's think for a minute on that. Now, we may love in our own way, but what does our love, uh, the effects of our love on the other person? Now, I think in my own family, um, I, I tried to, my mother worked in the, what they called in those days in the 1930s and 40s, they'll get much better in the 40s with the war, but um, but they're called sweatshops. So she worked all day. She worked. She walked to work. She walked home. And on Fridays, I used to have my rendition of cleaning the house. And when she would come in, she was always kind of dour looking, particularly after work. <laughs> she wow. Would, she would. Um, she would like look around, and I'd say, "See, ma." To make things better, I'd clean the house. And she would say something like, you know, it's better you didn't do it because I'm probably going to have to clean it again. Yeah, you never did a good enough job. Never good enough. Um, And the exchange between my mother and that was like an example. was like a weighty. She never allowed, and I don't know, I guess she loved me in some kind of way, but she never allowed that to get into our field of love that I could have actually pleased her in any way, no matter how I tried. Like she wouldn't accept it. Yeah. So that's an example. So let's think of the loves in our life. Well, my my love, like from childhood, was was stilted with a uh, like you had that type. You had some love in the house, but it it was charged with um, you know right behind it was anger and screaming, you know. Like, I love you. You fucking idiot! You know, that kind of thing. It was, like, so off balance. And that's what you, you got, you know. And then that trickled down to the brothers and, and you know, that that was just the way it went, mm-hmm. you know. Because I don't think my mother could ever get through to my father. And then we kind of got browbeaten in the interim, mm-hmm. you know, because dad was on – I felt like dad was on the lamb, and then mom was, you know, doing her best to hold everything together. But I had the same thing with the cleaning part. But I was a really good cleaner, so I did get praise. Like, I would wash my walls. I wasn't, you know, this was, you know, it was a little insane. You know, but I was, you know, like I pre-treat laundry today. You know, I'm I'm not, and I don't let other people do my laundry because they're not going to do it well enough. Yeah. So I have some of that stuff going on. Okay, Gary, for you, and I know you're close with your family, uh, if, if you had girlfriends, or how, what's it been like for you? Well, you know, it, I can't, I can't really relate to what Ray said, you know, with the whole, with all that. But, you know, in my personal situation, it's always been like you kind of get what you give, and my family is. <laughs> we've got our issues, like anybody else. I don't really know how to explain it, but as as much as there always was that strong semblance of love and support always there, my mom and my dad did have, you know, their, their issues and their fights, and I, as the only family member who was around, did get brought into that, and that was something that, you know, mm-hmm. I, yeah, for better or worse. How about girl, girlfriends, high school, and so on, that... Would you say you have been in love or been close? Or? Close. Uh, I've been in situations where I thought I was in love at the time. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Um, 
you know, looking back on how old I am, how old I was and, uh, and my experience now that probably wasn't the case, but, uh, I definitely thought I was at the time for sure. What at the time end all be all that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, I've very, very similar to what I've heard you explain on this show more times than I can count where, you know, you get into it and it's brand new and you think that this is it and it's the greatest thing in the world and you throw all of your energy into it and, you know, three, four months later, not even really on the radar anymore. So, mm-hmm. I, but this, okay. is, this is some uplifting shit, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay. Well, um, you know, yeah. and I, when it, before I started going to you, when I started seeing you, I was, what, 30? And I had had past girlfriends that, you know, I had claimed to be in love with. But the more I saw you, I mean, that well, that wasn't really... And what I know of love today versus what I knew of it then, and you know, I, I was way off track. You know, I mean, I was more possession and more, you know, sexual stuff, and it was it wasn't even close to uh, capacity to even love or compa- or there was no be- benevolence in it. I mean, I didn't even know what that word meant. I knew the word, but I didn't know what it really meant, you know, because I could never really feel that. I mean, there's a lot of work to be done if you want to play the game of love. Mm. And so, and let me, I'll start with myself, but then in contemporary love, uh, you know, I realize that in my love for Lynn, there was kind of a thing I discovered kind of late, sort of, I don't know, that there was a kind of a stream of cri- criticalness, um, disguised, I would say, criticalness, um, used mostly in humor and making her the brunt of the joke or something. Um, And I really saw that one day, relatively late in my life. And and I began to experiment with whether I could not, whether I could stop doing that. But I would have to bring a lot of awareness because it was very automatic by then. And, um, and And I started to bring that awareness. And I found, though, it, was, it seemed like a small thing, but the moment I started to get some control of that uh, and, uh, and um, control myself to not do that, and catch myself being re- ready to do it and almost doing it, it began to um, have an effect on Lynn, I noticed. Um, something in her responded to that change that I began to bring out. Um, so that's, that's an example. Did it make you closer? Yeah, I would say that it brought a certain clo- uh, closeness to us when I began to see that and tell her about it, and, and, and she agreed. Um, so that's more of contemporary love, bringing what, what we bring. What do you find... In your later years of love, well, I, I mean, I definitely bring a, um, an anger on occasion. You know, it, it it's a cyclical thing. You know, and I was I was talking to my significant other about because I used to do this thing like, okay, f it, you know, done, 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 no big deal, whatever. But I don't do that. I mean, I I know that that rhythm rhythm of what I do, so I, I've done some work on that but now 
right behind that is a, a tremendous amount of anger that I carry. Mm. And I can be, you know, and I can be quite cruel with the anger, with the one line. Like what you're talking about, yours was out of humor. Mine, I have the humor thing, but I also have the zinger thing where it's just so off balance and, and hurtful. And when I look at that and, you know, really, really, really go inside and, and see where the, all that comes from, it's it's quite lonely and painful, you know, and you see what what you drag the other person through and how unfair it really is. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's, you know, that's something I, I still work on. Okay, so podcasters for you and this first, this first element, this of of what the weight of my love to another person. A lot of times people will say, well, of course I love her, but, but if, or love him, but realize I bring a certain suffering or a pity to the relationship or something I kind of snuck in the back door that I, I didn't even realize I was doing. Guess, guess what you get. <laughs> That's right. Oh, yeah, you didn't know about this. And speaking of knowing about this, you guys do know about Amazon, and um, we really need your help with this because it'll help us. It'll help us stay here, and that's a big deal to Jim and a big deal to me. So get on that, get on that site, and you know, purchase some stuff via Jim Carolla, via you know, Life Lessons. We'd be really appreciative, and it would really help us out. So know that, and please participate. Thanks. Okay. Hey, everybody, if you shop at Amazon.com, like I don't, but you probably do, you know how convenient it is, and you know what great deals you get always. If you want to support the show, and I hope you do, every time you shop at Amazon, use the Amazon link on our site to get there. You support us with every purchase. You can even bookmark it, and we really appreciate it. Unbeatable convenience, amazing prices, great shipping rates, I love Amazon.com just because they support us, and I hope you do too. So please do. Thanks, Amazon. Okay, the second one of these elements, Corona. And, um, I'm, no, it's, a, it's like an Islamic word or something. But anyway, it has to do with a deep understanding. So we talked first about the joy uh, a deep looking in order to gain a good understanding of the nature of what the person's going through, and their suffering, and the state that they're in. So, an understanding. Do we, do we have an understanding of the people that we're close to? Did we, what does it take? In fact, I think I put that up on the Twitter, this understanding. Um, Okay. Um, so the second one is understand. Do you understand the people that you're close to? Do you take the time? Do you take the depth of listening to understand? Depth of listening in time. And um, Buddhists have a word for that, I don't know. Sanskrit word, I'm not pronouncing it right. Okay. Um, Depth of understanding. So let's see if we can, podcast audience, can you contact that feeling in your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, 
parent, siblings, so it's, it's funny when you think of that, when you, when you say that and you go real depth of understanding and what state the other person might be in or what state you're in and, you know, to see someone else's suffering and, and, and let it in, it, it, it immediately goes to compassion. You know, there's not a, a, a judgment in it then or a, a right or a wrong in it. And it just goes, when you were explaining it, I was thinking about it and the people in my life and I was thinking, wow, that, that immediately puts you in a compassionate state versus, you know, that you're not looking for something to pick on or you're not wanting to be right or wrong or whatever the flavor of the moment might be. You know, whatever's up at the time, it, it, it puts you, if you're really listening to someone and you're really letting them in and, and you have that, it, I, I feel it just leads to com- a compassion. Okay, Gary, in your world, do you feel understood? You're close to your family. Um, I think your sister, I think you mentioned being very close to your sister. Um, do you feel understood and do you, and do you understand them? Do you have a, a sense of that? Uh, yeah. Um, I, my sister and I, definitely have pretty good understanding of each other i believe um my parents i have a very good understanding of them um and they i feel have a fairly good understanding of me Mm -hmm. there are parts of my life they don't quite understand or even realize are there but that's uh like you being here (laughs) wow oh i hit on something there you go Uh No, uh, no no i'm just kidding um but, yeah, I, I feel within my family I have a good understanding. Um, you know, outside, definitely not as strong because, you know, family, uh, you spend so much time with them, you're kind of forced to, in order to get along, you kind of have to learn those things. Mm. So. Okay. Okay, so let's now go to the fourth. Mm. Apisha. Uh, let's try to get a... It's an equine, it's a it's a feeling about freedom. When you love wait, wait, wait Jim, yeah. third. Oh. Okay, dental item to the third. Hmm? Okay, let's see. Oh well I have the oh yeah, the modita. Oh uh, that's the joy, it's really related to the others. Um oh, about, okay. about a joy that you can really bring. Yeah, okay. And so I'll just skip to the fourth. They're very similar. Um, this apishka, which is a wrong pronunciation, is a true love. You, you, you attain freedom. When you love, you bring love. Um, and that the person feels free with you. Now, that's, that's a good one. There is a sense that the people with us or the people we're close to, is there a sense that they can feel free with us? You bring a freedom, a feeling of freedom towards them in your love. You love in such a way that the person you love feels free, not only outside, but inside themselves. Are they, are, are, are they uptight and watchful? And um, That's an interesting one. Do they feel free with me? Mm. Free to talk, 
free to let us know uh, without being a lot of uh, um, uh, annoyances or angers and so on. Also, when somebody feels a freedom with you, it's like it's almost your responsibility not to hit him in the head with that later. Mm-hmm. Which mm-hmm. I, you know, I, 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 I've done that in my past. You know, I've definitely done that. Mm-hmm. You know, like you got the inside skinny on somebody. Oh yeah, what about uh, Mister Freedom? You know, that's not a good. Th- and we've all done it, so don't, mm-hmm. don't. You know, we've all done that. I'm embarrassed now. Okay, so that's a good point Ray's making. Well, we're not we're not kind of um, um, hitting him over the head with it. That that it feels natural, and the idea was that there's not even a need to bring it up, except that we want them to feel that way. And if if there's something I'm doing that's um, hindering that, then we need to talk about it. Of freedom. Hmm. Gary, did you feel that in the household? Was there a free enough was it free enough for you to open up to? Absolutely. Okay. If, if you keep referencing Gary, he's gonna hide from that window and move over there <laughs> so, so you can't, no, so you can't no. see him. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> Every time I see his hair stand on end when you go you go, Gary, and he goes, you see his posture change. That's just a, that's just a bad haircut. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you have a good haircut. Okay, so that's a good, it's a good feeling, particularly if it's in the family, that there's a freedom to be open, that they're not going to get harangued by it. I'm not saying they even have to agree with it, but somehow I'm free enough to do it. You know, listening to these story, listening to the stories of um, how Gary grew up makes me mad at my parents. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I mean, did you experience any freedom in that household? In, in my yours, household? yeah. No, no. I mean, no. There was that word. There wasn't even a definition of that word. I would say, um, no, no. To be open in a certain way, no. Not in the world, in the, the age I come from. No, that wasn't there. That happened much later. Never happened in the family. That never. Still, you had to go out and get it yourself, yeah, or find was, it yourself. There was nothing within my brothers, and they didn't. There was did you ever like when you did go out? Like I, sometimes I try and bring some stuff to my family. I have three brothers, you know, and I'll I'll try and bring some different things. Did you get? Did you ever try that? Because for the most part, I see I don't get shut down necessarily, but you know, it's not it's not really up for any yeah. kind of ponderance or any kind of you know. Sometimes it is. Sometimes mm-hmm. I mean, if there's some kind of struggle in the family, then it's heard. But with the day to day thing, you know, you're not getting that. Yeah, to be to feel like in the family, I could be taken seriously. I remember my family when I would make attempts at that. And they would just produce dramas and pretend the cameras were on me, you know, like it was a play. And, and <laughs> well, when they found out that you were in, you know, wanted to pursue psychology and, and, and such, what did you, what'd you get? Did you get like, all right, nutball, that kind of thing? No, well, if I was out of the house then. Um, and not, I, was having a lot of, I wasn't having much contact with them. 
Um, no, they act, they acted as though it didn't exist. But they knew. Yeah. So if I'm saying with my brothers and there's some kind of problems that, that they know that I work in the field, isn't that they say, since you're a psychotherapist, what, what do, do you think? think? You never got that? No, no, no. That's amazing. So that's... Uh, that's like having a mechanic in the house and your car's broken down and not asking for help. Yeah, something like that. It's like, it was like, what, what was used in my world was things were ignored. Mm. So they would never have to be dealt with. Um, that was there pretty strong. Okay, I'm seeing we're kind of coming to the end of our first um, uh, uh, segment. We're going to do two today and we're going to move into our second segment in just a moment, uh, which will be on um, willpower. So let's close our first session. Do we need to do anything? No, No. we're just going to say goodbye, and we will see you next week for part two of this conversation. Okay, so goodbye, podcasters. I hope you... um, Incidentally, if you have anything, as we said last week, about love, I mean, love could be it's an unending subject. So if you have any carry yeah, post over. something on the message board. Get 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 your fingers moving or ask us a question. We got any <laughs> questions? We've gotten a lot of positive comments and feedback. People seem to really be happy that you're tweeting more often, and uh, they like Jim's. I got two here for Jim that we're going to put up uh, right after the show. Oh, so, Jim has some questions to answer. No, no, no. Jim, uh, Jim gave me a couple tweets oh, okay. to uh, to tweet out. The people, uh, people have been f- responding positively to both of you guys tweeting. So, but any kind of communication with the um, just a lot of positive reinforcement. Keep it up. Really love it. You know, personal stories about um, you know things they've related to. But we haven't gotten any questions recently. Yeah, let's get so some questions. Let's get people. some questions going. Let's get some listener interaction. Don't pretend like you don't have any either. You can find us on. Nobody's the, uh, buying it. Find us on the message board. Find us on the. Tim- Doing my angry thing, Jim. <laughs> and uh, come on, we'll get your questions in here after this two uh, two episode week. We'll uh, we'll come back hopefully next week and uh, have some questions for you guys. Okay, so <clears throat> podcasters, um, yeah, we're asking for a little more involvement. That we're, that would feel good to have you um, in dialogue with us. One, two. One, two, three, four. Reach the show on Twitter at LLWJC or email us at Jim Carolla at AdamCarolla.com.